Welcome to another Tap Talks HR podcast. Today we are looking at the commonality between external marketing and employee engagement, a key element of human resources and organizational success. Helping me understand the similarities between HR and marketing is Michael Gegg, owner of South Thames Marketing. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Anthony. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. So what is it that makes you interested in the marketing HR relationship? Oh, there's, a good, there's a good question to, to start with. So I've always worked within the HR space. Um, so for HR tech firms and HR consulting firms where I've led marketing teams and uh, been in junior marketing roles. Um, so I guess from 18 years working in, in that sphere, uh, you'll develop the passion. So <clears throat> I guess that's, that's, that's one thing. But I think for me, I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly from people processes within organisations. Um, so I guess a driver for me has always been um, how can I help organisations get more of the good and less of the bad? Um, and I think a frustration for me, as I look back, a continued frustration, is that you know there's a lot of similarities between marketing and HR, um, and I get frustrated why those two functions don't work close enough together than what they should. You know, you always hear about marketing and sales alignment. Why don't you ever hear marketing and, and HR? And through, again, throughout my career, I often get asked, um, how do you define marketing? Uh, and I think if you ask 10 marketers, you'll get 10 completely different answers. Um, and I was at an event maybe 12 to 18 months ago, a tapped event, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little plug there. Um, and there was a gentleman that presented from Sodexo. And he was asked the question, how do you define marketing? And he came up with an answer which I know I use all the time because I think he 100% nailed it. And it was marketing is taking an experience to an audience and creating engagement and value. And to me, that just completely sums up what marketing is. But actually, if you put an HR lens on that, is that not exactly what HR should be doing? Creating an experience for an audience, creating engagement, and creating value. Um, and if we're honest, how many organizations are truly doing that for their organizations? Um, when I look back to my days uh, working in-house at, at HR consultancies, um, I would often hear the, the Gallup employee engagement number of something like 30% of people are engaged, which I'll be honest if I don't believe in. Um, mm -hmm. Firstly, I just don't, don't, don't think that's true. Um, but I think the average that the, the company that I worked for, it was always around kind of 66%. Um, and year on year, it never, it never shifted in, in the marketplace. Sometimes maybe one percentage point, two percentage points either way, but it, it never, ever changed. Um, and then you often hear stories about the candidate experience and the recruitment journey and, uh, you know, how candidates aren't um, engaged when they're going through their experiences so you know I think there's a lot of 
principles that HR could learn from marketing, which could help move that dial on the on the employee experience. Yeah, and I think uh, I've seen some stuff out there over the last couple of years around uh, recruitment is marketing is the famous one yeah. I've seen, and I think that that's a bit of a simplistic way. I, and I love your your definition using the words experience and engagement because yeah. if you think about employee experience, you think about the employee engagement. That's what we're trying to do, and I think. Um, there is so much opportunity there to, to cross these two areas over. So I, I'm really passionate about this area myself. Yeah. So question for you, do you think the marketing team is interested in helping HR? Another good question. I guess, why wouldn't they be? <laughs> why wouldn't they be? So, you know, if for me, if, if you, at your organisation, um, your marketing team are not interested, you've got the wrong marketing director. Um, because if you look at the damage that unhappy employees or poor candidate experience can do to a company's reputation, it's, it's potentially significant, you know, particularly in this world of social media that we've got, we've got today. Um, you, know, you want the best talent working for you. If they're hearing negative stories, you don't get the innovation. So if you have that, you don't get growth. Um, so that's affecting the KPIs of the marketing director if the bit if the if, if business isn't going to come in um you know there's that that quote by um oh, richard branson the mythical richard branson quote <laughs> about you know put your employees first and then the customer will will follow and i don't you know i just think that can't that couldn't be that couldn't be truer you know your company growth comes from your people so if your marketing director is not interested in that it's the wrong marketing director yeah, and I suppose it, it, I can see the similarities coming already. It's, it's um, You look at um, a marketing department can do as much branding work as they can. They can attract people. Take retail, yeah. for example. They can attract people into the store. Yeah. But if that experience they get with a human being is not great, then it all falls apart. Correct. Likewise, with the HR department, we've put so much time into the employee value proposition and yeah. all that. Yeah. Then actually when it comes down to the fact if employees aren't working together as a team if the leaders aren't being given a great experience to their their team members then actually again it falls down there so there's there's so, i can already see that there's like this similarity 100 percent. so okay um i mean a lot of my listeners are hr professionals i am a hr professional myself yep. so i suppose let's get down into the detail of the marketing stuff and give us a little bit of an understanding about what do you think the, the key marketing principles are that we can use and translate into HR? Well, every piece of work I do, I try to follow four key principles. Um, and as I go through, hopefully they make they make a bit of sense. <laughs> um, but, you know, what, obviously you always start, what are your, what are your objectives? So in my world in my marketing world um my objectives will typically be around improve how do i improve clients profitability it's launching a product or, or a service uh building awareness in a in a sector increasing number of leads um sell more of this training program or, or, or whatever it might be um and then ultimately improving the customer experience in an employee world those objectives, I guess, would be around improving employee engagement, developing a unified culture, improving retention levels, reducing time to hire, etc., etc. Um, but again, ultimately, improving the employee or, or candidate experience. Um, so defining those objectives is really important. But then, obviously, 
as with any objectives, how are you going to measure those objectives? So from a marketing side, revenue, profitability, customer engagement rates, leads, leads generated, awareness. With an HR hat on, improving engagement levels, um, developing unified culture, maybe post an M&A or something, improving retention levels, time to hire, etc. So I think phase one would always be defining those objectives and how you would go about measuring those objectives. So essentially it's just like the KPIs that you hear about the marketing people talking about when they're in a board meeting, the marketing person will be talking about the amount of impact that they've had. You've got to really nail that engagement you're going to try and achieve and what that looks like in reality. Okay, I get that, yeah. Correct. And then it's identifying and it's kind of like an identify and discover phase. And this is where I think most organisations can go wrong. So if I look with a marketing lens, there's not a one size fits all. If I'm marketing to someone, uh, working with a client, trying to put a marketing strategy in place, we're not going to communicate to every single person in exactly the same way. You know, why would you measure, sorry, why would you message, uh, a, sorry, your message to a customer would be different to a message to a cold prospect. You know, you would tailor that message. If I was messaging someone in a C-suite position, it'd be different if I was messaging someone as a line manager or a message to a marketing leader in a retail sector would be very different to someone in a professional services firm. So in an employee sense, again, with the HR hat on, why, why should that be different? Why in this world where there's so many generations in the workforce, the same message to the say to everybody is that really going to work? People are, people are different. Um, does something that inspires a millennial inspire a baby a baby boomer? You know, do they want the same rewards program? Mm. So I suppose it's, it's almost like looking at individuals' needs and everything that we do these days. You think about twenty nineteen. We look about how the world is actually marketing to us externally. It's all about that trying to get to that individual need rather than treating me like all the other sheep out there who are trying to buy a product kind of thing so it's uh, <laughs> absolutely so so how do, let's get down to it how do you go about that then how do you kind of get this individualized approach yep so again with using my marketing terminology it's it's segmenting your audience and then creating personas for those segments so how do you go about segmenting your audience um you know with an employee sense you can segment by maybe by department or team um by geography, uh, age range, seniority, pay grade, um, by people that are engaged, disengaged from your last employee survey, um, looking at rewards, what people are up taking certain rewards or aren't taking certain rewards. You can segment by so many kind of different areas. Um, and then once you've once you've segmented that, it's it's creating different personas for each of those segments. Um, now, what's a persona? Um, in, in case you don't know what a persona is, like persona is basically creating like a fictional character um, of the people in your segments. Um, and once you've, and, and as part of that process, it's it's looking at okay, what are that individual's challenges in that segment? What are their goals? What engages them? Uh, what are their interests? What kind of communications would they prefer? etc but that needs to be put together not through gut feel but through data 
and research. Okay, and so what does data and research mean in the world of HR, do you think? How do we gather that data? So you think of just how much data you've got at your disposal <laughs> through all your HR systems. You know, you've got uh, employee survey data. Um, you can hold focus groups with representatives from the segments that you've identified. Um, you know, you've got so much data out there, you know, use it from your HRIS systems. And I suppose you can re-challenge yourself, can't you? Because if you think, oh, I've got these four different segments or personas in my employee base, and then you hold your focus groups and go, well, actually, I've got five, because there's another one here, we can split it here, because they actually, when they were speaking to us, yep. they actually had different stuff. I suppose one, one little question for you is, there's bound to be someone out there going, well, hang on a minute, you're just pigeonholing people into different areas. Not everyone is the same in those areas. So what, what do you say to that? Well, I guess there's always going to be gray areas, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There, there are, there, it's just inevitable. It's like anything, you can't be 100% perfection. Mm. But if you think if you don't do this, you've got 100% of your employee base, you're given exactly the same thing message too so segment it as low as you can possibly go are you going to get 100 percent? probably not but you're going to be far better off than so basically what you're 100%. saying is if you treat everyone the same it's like a vanilla approach so actually what you're doing by even segmenting into two different areas you're trying to give a more personalized experience so Correct. actually it's worse by not doing it than 100%. actually by doing it and maybe putting people into it and I suppose as long as you stay away from the obvious protected areas that are protected uh, like race uh, gender or things like that you exactly. stay away from that exactly then actually you're, you're actually doing everyone so that's really interesting yeah. thank you for that no problem so, no problem so, so that's I mean what are we up to we've done the, the couple of areas here where, where do we go next on our marketing well so then journey? this is the, the next bit it's the fun stuff this is the <laughs> create, creating and engaging so yeah, this is where you're then building your activities your comms activities against your objectives and your personas so you've got your segments you've got your personas okay now it's planning how do we go and communicate to to those different audiences so one group of people it might be great to use your yammers or facebooks or whatsapp as a, as a comms method um, another way it could be emails with another group it could be town hall meetings etc um, and you know another thing that I remember from a presentation that I went to was about rewards as well so I look at organizations and I think back to when I worked at uh, in-house and the company did the, the, the thought process was right in terms of we're going to give vouchers to everybody within the organization right and we were about a 3,000 person organization and we each got um, a £150 voucher to a retail, a certain mm. retail store. I won't name the retail store. Um, so great, well, that's really cool. You you all received that and you think, this is actually that's really nice of the company. But actually, are all 3,000 people, do they all shop in that retail store? Is that going to mm. be right for the millennials? Is that going to be right for your baby boomers? Actually, if you've segmented your audience and you've done all that persona exercise, it could be, you know, for this group, this retail store would be perfect for them. But actually for this group, this would be better for them. And so it's, again, just that one size fits all. Just please, please, please try and avoid that, that one size fits all. Um, you know, another thing, I guess, when we all talk about culture at the moment and the way an office environment looks, 
you go into these funky new offices and you've got beer taps, you've got table football, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Actually, is that right for every segment of your organisation? There are people that, that you're going to have a segment of your organisation that they don't like that stuff. And so that's, it's getting that, that balance right. And that's interesting, actually, it isn't it? Because that's not an age thing, because a lot of people think it's uh, it's for the younger audience and everything. But actually, there's personality in there, isn't there? If you're an extrovert versus an introvert, the introvert doesn't want to be playing table football and socialising as they're trying to Correct. concentrate. However, that can be really energising for an extrovert. So actually, there's another way you can segment Correct, your correct, correct. Yeah. correct. So I just think just taking time to do that segmentation and um, uh, persona exercise will inform you of what your different campaigns should be to those people. And I think if you can nail that and get that right, I can't see how that's not going to help move that needle on the engagement and experience. So it's essentially numbers. go slow to go fast. Take yeah. the time out to understand your audience to then enable you to hit the mark it's closer correct. when you do something. Correct. Well, I'm trying to think of the saying now, but I can't mm-hmm. think of the saying. But do you know what I mean? It's, it's a, whatever you do, probably whatever work you do, preparation is key, isn't it? If mm. you don't do the preparation, you're not going to get the results. So mm. it's putting that hard work in at the beginning and you will get the, re- the rewards later on. Okay. So I've kind of, I think I've counted three out of four. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing one. Is there one more to go? I'm trying so. to think what I've missed. I'm trying <laughs> no, to think no. what the, oh, so the last, so the last one. Yeah, absolutely. So the last <laughs> one is actually then the most, one of the most important is is then measure and learn. So um, consistently measure what you're doing. Um, some things are going to land. Some things aren't going to land. Learn from those. I'm not going to call them mistakes, but learn from those hmm. uh, mistakes. Uh, <laughs> but you know, but you know what's worked, what hasn't worked. But base your any decisions you make on data and not gut feel. You know, you can you can undertake focus groups, your next employee surveys, etc. So you you've got all the tools to measure the success of this. And that's really interesting, actually, because that's almost like, um, in my head, I've just been doing loads of leadership development work, and, and that's like the change and transformation process, isn't it? It's, it's like you have a, some change to do, you unfreeze people, you do the activity, and then you refreeze and you measure to yep. make sure has the change and the shift worked. Yep. Uh, and so actually, you could argue that everything we're doing here around marketing is actually a change program. We're changing people's level of engagement Correct. through these four stages. 100%, 100%. And I think one of the last points I would say as well um, is around the importance of communication in all of this. Um, you know, your leaders are so important to the success of any of your engagement and employee experience programs. Um, you know, they need to be visible. They need to have a voice. And again, when I'm thinking at marketing, one of the things that we try marketing is getting our CEOs, our leaders on stage at conferences speaking showing their brand to customers you should be you need to be doing that internally as well and so often you can get um ceos that aren't visible that aren't doing the right communication and you know again when i look back at my career um at one company we had a ceo that every single day it could have been too much but every single day he did like a thought of the day you heard from every day and sometimes it's a personal thought sometimes it was a business update sometimes it was um a story about an employee or a success story um a csr initiative 
but every day you had an email in your inbox when you started work from the CEO. And actually, I then went to another organization and at the start that I, I, I was shocked because I'd never heard, you never heard anything. And it's, it's like, this is crazy. Um, mm. So I think the important thing for me is having a, making sure your leaders communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah, and, I th- and I think, with the right message to the right audience, <laughs> not just communicate. Correct. Yeah, and I think that's where the whole world of, of uh, kind of authenticity and charismatic leadership kind of comes in, doesn't it? It's just people want to hear the message. They want to yeah. touch and feel people who are at the top of an organisation. They want really, to be inspired. They, yeah. Employees want to be inspired. That's a great word, inspired. <laughs> so, so, I mean, we're getting towards the end of the podcast. These podcasts always go so quickly. Um, but to, to just summarise your four points, if I've got them right, first of all, you've got to really define your objective. Yeah. Secondly, you've got to identify and discover by actually talking to your people about what engages them and, and having to see what different personas you have in your organization yep. then it's very much around the, the the do the create and engage the communicating with people how do you actually really get that message across to them yep and then the measurement and the learning especially the learning that then feeds back into a cyclical virtuous circle kind of thing correct it's easy isn't it it's marketing stuff oh that's super easy <laughs> and of course everyone is now listening going that's fantastic but like that's reskilling. That's loads of stuff to do and everything. So, if you were going to say to our listeners one thing that they could think of or radically do, maybe to start, what would you say? That's a really good question. A really good question to finish with. Um, do you know what? This might sound way out there, but I hope it doesn't. I, I would second someone from my HR team into marketing for say three months um, so they really understand how uh, the marketing team operates and the stuff that they think about when they're going externally to the marketplace but then reciprocally um, someone from marketing succumb them into HR for three months because not to tell them what to do but to actually learn what how HR go about stuff and they, I honestly think even though Within this, I've said lessons that HR can learn from marketing. I think there's definitely, and this could be another podcast topic down the line, <laughs> um, marketing uh, can learn, what marketing can learn from HR. And that, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because if we're saying that their skills are overlap, then HR people, especially those who work around engagement, should easily, and comms, should easily be able to lift and shift and use probably 80% of their skills almost immediately. Correct. It's just different terminologies, isn't it? Kind correct, of correct, correct. And I guess down the line, you could actually have, um, you know, people that work full-time across both functions. And you, as you're in busy periods in marketing, your people from HR come over and vice versa. And I don't know, it's, it's all possible. Skill sets are very, very similar. Okay. Well, that's that's fantastic, Michael. I, I've really learned quite a lot today, I have to say. Thank you very much for coming down and doing a podcast with us at Tap Talks HR. I really appreciate it for being asked, so thank you very much. No worries. And obviously, everyone, thank you for listening. I hope you are finding our podcast interesting and enjoyable. Um, for more information about key HR topics such as this, check out our blogs, forums, and other podcasts at tapsolutions.com. But that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Speak soon.